Welcome. Um, hi. Uh, it's uh, Brody and Bailey. We're heavy boys, and this is our podcast, the Heavy Boys Podcast. I don't, had to spit something out before I said something stupid. Um, hi. Welcome. Bailey, how have you been? I'm good, mate. It's It's been a bit of lovely weather. I mean, it's the rain is definitely a nice change from the heat, but I my washing has fucking dried, and it's building up by the second. That's well, like the only downside. Like, I need to get an indoor hanger or something, but yeah. Otherwise, it's lovely weather. No, it's heaps fucking sick weather. And on top of all the sick weather... Um, when we moved Nana into a uh, nursing home, uh, we had to get rid of all their shit and no one wanted a dryer. And we didn't really want a dryer, but someone had to have it. So we took it and we didn't really have anywhere to put it. Mm-hmm. We hadn't made the space for it. It's been raining for days. There's fucking washing piling up. Got the fucking dryer sorted out. Yeah. So good. That's huge ups. So fucking good. Except mum's going to put my three, like, most worn shorts outside in the weather. So, um, I don't know. To be honest, I don't feel very good about that. Mm. <laughs> Bit of a rip. It's not very yee-haw, partner. <laughs> um, but uh, also on the subject of clothes, I ended up buying, like, just some fucking basketball shorts to wear around home. Nice. Like actual um, NBA ones or just the style of basketball shorts? They're actually NBL ones. Oh, repping the, um, the homeboys. Yeah, mate. Because I don't really fucking care so much. And they're just plain shorts with NBL yeah. on them. Like they're NBL branded stuff. Okay. As um, comfy as. I just, pretty much, man. I'm currently wearing the mesh ones that aren't so comfy. Um, they're a bit stiff, obviously, because it's mesh. But I uh, did get some like, gray fabric like cotton ones and Ooh. they are so much nicer like 15 bucks from kmart i was just like fuck it oh hell yeah i really don't care they need pockets, to invest in some like, of the, the branded mesh uh moss shorts oh do, well i just need another set of moss shorts that aren't my poor in hearts wake ones that have been worn <laughs> to death we're trying to think of how long i've had them for surely they're like nearly four years old at this point I'd say older than that. Sure Are they? Not. Can you tell what album it was around the time you bought um, them? Like, are they album branded? No, not really. No Earthwalkers going on seven years. But I don't think it would have been 2016. I think it would have been the next order in 2018. It would have been 2018 when I would have okay. bought them. Because I remember having them in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And that's where I made my first 2400 order. Oh, damn. And it was um, the Die Art long sleeve, a baseball tee. Um, there was another Die Art something. And a hat. That thing, that's where I got my first Die Art hat. Yeah, the one that you wore the absolute shit out of. Um, well... Yeah, the first one, and then we yeah. got a second one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, such a good fucking hat. I w- wish I was like able to dye it or something without it looking <laughs> like I dyed it. Mm. You know. Yeah, I think my yeah, first twenty four hundred order wasn't isn't in Hearts Awake shirt, but they fucking oversold. I'm like, oh hey, we don't actually have any in stock. Here's your money back. 
So that was my first oh. order from 2400. Rip. Yeah. Very in there. But well. one of my friends ordered the same shirt in a size too he big and ended up selling it to me. Oh, I dope. paid less than what he bought for. I think I saved five bucks. That was nice. And shipping. So it all worked out in the end there. Yeah, well, it worked out just as well for me too. The shipping was supposed to be 30 fucking dollars. Mm. But like, I mean, I don't understand. I don't think I've ever paid $30 for shipping from 2400 I thought that was a bit fucking whack. Mm-hmm. But like I built the cart or the wish list on like a Friday and then Saturday I got an email. I know this because I went and checked just to see if like I got <laughs> any sort of deals from 2400 and yeah, one of the first email, one of the more recent emails I got was like a free shipping code. Coupon. Like, That's oh, so good. Yeah. Um, That's yeah, the trick so though. You got to put like it into your basket and leave it like a day or two and you always get like a 5% off or a free shipping coupon. Oh, dude, that free shipping coupon was a fucking lifesaver. I would have much rather that than a 5% discount. Yeah. Like 30, 30 fucking $35, I think it would have been tops. Like, nah. I mean, six shirts, totally worth it. But like, yeah, definitely. Nah, I don't want to fork out an extra 30 bucks if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like you've literally given me the option. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the easy way out. Fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, Are well, we that's what I did with my Yeezys as well. I think I got like 10% off, which saves me 60 bucks. Fuck yeah. That's I love nice. a good saving, eh? Oh, yeah. I really do. And it sounds really bad, but like after pay sale, such a fucking good thing. Yeah, I have <laughs> really had to avoid that. Hey. Yeah, I tried and then failed. <laughs> I ended up buying shoes, sandals. I ended up buying a couple of pairs of pants. Jesus, Mort. Like, fuck. So, um, I was pretty upset 2400 wasn't on that list. But yeah. you know what? <laughs> Um, Probably also totally a good fine. thing they weren't. Yeah, so like I ended up with like two pairs of shoes, three pairs of pants, a pair of slides, got some sandals, and yeah, went out on six shirts. And then I got another pair of pants today and a shirt. Nice. I don't know got what I'm fucking doing. New wardrobe, mate. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. Eh? I'm just fucking <laughs> spending money because I fucking can. <laughs> you got to have one of those every now and again. Yeah, because this will probably be the last time I'd do it for another three years. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> this will be my, this will be my let it run into the ground. Yeah, pretty much. This will be my wardrobe for the next fucking four years. What? Mm-hmm. The only things new that I'll get will be fucking like birthday or Christmas presents, guaranteed. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, I love getting shit shirts for Christmas, but they just get wasted. On being <laughs> shit shirts. <laughs> oh. mm. Fuck my entire life. I've kind of wanted to start this one though with um the error record. Okay. Yeah, I wanted <laughs> to go there first. One. Okay. Wow. I've got to like de-stress and everything. Like, do I have enough incense? I don't even have any. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Because I know this was a bit of a surprise for you, like the reaction you gave it. 
Oh, yeah. Because anyone that is familiar with the chat, with the pod, knows how we feel about the modern state of that gent core metalcore sound. It has been well documented on here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. We do tend to speak a little bit upon that subject (laughs) specifically quite often. (laughs) So, yeah. And then you said this stuff to me, and I was like, oh, damn. And I was like, all right, I want to hear you go in. Yeah, well, um, I was more interested to hear what you had to say because every time a new single would drop, I would listen to it. Mm. Um, Just out of, like, curiosity, I would. And every single that dropped, I was, like, progressively getting, like, yeah, okay, I'm kind of, like, getting less and less stoked for this album. But I'd still, like, kind of send send the songs to Bailey and he'd be like, yeah, look, nah, I'll (laughs) wait. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I, was like, I don't want to put one this on. Keeps good, and, you're, you're, and then he's just like, I don't care though. <laughs> like, it could be the best song in the fucking world, hands <laughs> down, like a million times over voted. But no, I'm just gonna wait. Like, oh. yeah, I, was just, um, I wasn't in the place because I knew, like, it wasn't one I wanted to listen to. So I knew if I did put it on, I wasn't going to enjoy it. Like, just regardless. Yeah. Oh man, I am so glad that. I stayed up for the album to drop at 12. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, I sometimes albums drop at 11, depending yep. on like where you are who's releasing them and stuff, I suppose. Because um, I know we got Amity Affliction at 11, mm-hmm. and there was another album we got around 11 too, around the same sort of time frame and i was like oh well that's dope i love this it's fantastic i keep doing this i can go to bed so, earlier now yeah um no but i stayed up until like three almost listening to the album Fuck. um yeah played the first playthrough was the seven unreleased tracks because mm-hmm. they had to release five singles for one reason or another mm. um and to start off with Gungrave. That was such a fucking like whoa moment. You yeah, know? almost like a I wake know, up call. Because I know how sh- I think it's Shadow Blood is the first single, yep. the first, and it's like Shadow the Blood. first song on Sorry by the Slime on um, the album. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like a bit of a, you know, your typical run of the mill uh, song for the genre. And then to follow straight up with Gungrave, I was like, oh, the boys want a blood. <laughs> like instantly um and then you know kind of skips from that song to maybe like track six um because two three four sorry three four and five are all singles that are the first six songs one three four and five singles yeah um which I think made it a little bit easier to get through the rest of the album too. Cause it's, it's 12 songs at 53 minutes long too. Yeah. Like it's not a small boy. It's a lot to digest. There's a lot going on. Um, and I think once, you know, you get past the singles and start getting into fresh material, that's where it really gets into the nitty gritty of what they have really had to offer. Like the singles were just a farce. I think the best moments of the album come at the end 
and the singles are just all hype and build up for what's really coming. And not to say that the first half of the album's bad because it's not. It's actually fucking really impressive how they set the tone for such a not a bold album, but for such a defining album in their discography, let alone any anything else going on. Yeah, around. going on that as well, I definitely think it is their most complete body of work. Yes. Like talking to others, like everyone sort of had the same thing where like, you know, they weren't, when they would listen to Error, it was never a full album. They would just take the singles they like, put them in a playlist and then just shuffle that or whatever. I found like yeah, and I, their other yeah, ones on, like, that was really heavy in some tracks and others were just misses. So yeah, like definitely maybe their first complete body of work and definitely their best. For sure. But um, I've also come to the uh, conclusion that uh, it's the best of the JTKV era of era. Mm. <laughs> um. I would, I would still argue that Moments of Clarity is um, one of the better releases still in their discography. I've actually pushed Drift down um, out of the top two. Mm-hmm. Um, especially after the, the self-titled release from Era, the most recent one. Man, fuck. It really kind of highlights a lot of things that don't hold up with Drift today. Yeah, you know, five years on, and not to say like I mean I'm still more of a nostalgia person anyway. Moments of clarity, that sort of like augment period of era, I still hold up really high. I fucking thoroughly enjoyed that more um, grainy, heavier, more balls to the fucking wall yeah. era. Um. But this is such a fucking highlight, such a standout. And for the turn of the decade, essentially, really, um, still at the start of it, honestly, it's fucking great that this is going to be the shining light that we all carry forward. I'm going to anyway. I say we, I mean me. <laughs> Just flip that the, fucking W upside down. And the other, um, the other fans of it. Yeah, because um, I also decided to test the waters on the Gen Shit Posting uh, group with <laughs> yeah. that. Um, I did see much, that. Much nicer reception for error than... <laughs> I did remember. I remember. <laughs> oh, and Architects, fuck. even. Oh, no. Architects got some pretty well-deserved... Like, not well-deserved praise. Well-deserved hate, sorry, is what yeah. I was supposed to say. Um, no, they got some fucking praise where it wasn't deserved. That's really about it. Um, which is pretty disgusting because they needed way more than that. I can't believe um, they got away with that. I can't believe people um, actually enjoyed it. And You mean get away with it to the point where they got to number one on the um, top 200 album charts? Yeah, well, you know what? Um MF Doom charted for the first time in like 17 years with his album Mm Food on the Billboard 200. Finally made it after (laughs) 17 years. That's fucking nuts. 
And I mean, like, good on architects. Like, they've been in the game for a while, you know, going through some trials and tribulations. At the end of the day, there'll be our, like, the next generation's version of what we were, like, at Lincoln Park, Slipknot. And if the architects are the band that get people into metal and then onto other better metal, then, you know, so be it. Someone's got to be that gateway band. No one goes straight into Infinite Annihilator. If you do, you're very cool. So, yeah, I don't know. Each their own. Congratulations, Architects. I didn't like your album. <laughs> I didn't like your album. Glad someone else did. Go fuck yeah. yourselves and do better. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, pardon me. Just a yeah, no. Um, I kind of feel the same about, I don't know why we have to keep flogging these fucking horses. They're already dead. They're so mm. dead. But I mean, I don't understand why um, a data remember dropped the album that they did either. Oh, yeah. Like that is just like, I understand getting some fucking money, but like, come that on, isn't like, it though. That's not it, man. Like, what were you trying to do? Honestly? Like, was it just that time of your career? Like you yeah. made a really fucking sad, aggressive album and then went, oh, yeah, let's go make some pop music. <laughs> like, is this a one-off? Like, let's go get this, into like, Walmart. Is this Korn's dubstep album happening <laughs> all over again? Like, I'd what? rather listen to I that, don't... though. Oh, fuck, I don't know about that, man. Did uh, you actually listen to that? Yeah, it's a lot better than uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, that, is, that is a different sort of discussion um <laughs> look at the end of the fucking day um don't know why i expected anything different um as soon as the single started coming out i was like okay i mean i, I knew it was gonna suck like what mm. I, as soon as i said to you back like i think you sent me what the the link for the acoustic session they did and i'm like what this came out before their album mm. <laughs> fucking serious this is gonna be shit this is gonna be so shit <laughs> <laughs> i still haven't listened to that acoustic album fuck. i can't believe they did that that pisses me off mm. anyway um i'm glad all the money was worth it um and losing uh your fan base ask from the horizon how they feel about that because they'll be able mm. to tell you um, maybe in a couple of years, uh, check in with architects because they're going through the same thing that you are. Um, back to error though. Uh, yeah, I still stand firm in my decision that this is the album that's going to save metalcore. I um, I really do believe it. Is there certain things about it that makes you think that though? It's like the quality it's the of style. It. It's yeah. the style that everyone's going for at the moment anyway. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to do it, they might as well do it as as stylishly and as effortlessly as what Error does. Um, production is on another level now that you mention it. Like it sounds so fucking crisp. Fuck it. From the back to the front, like drums, guitars, uh, guitars always sound top notch. But um, I love the way that the fucking vocals sound more than anything, honestly. Um, I, I mean, it's really heavily edited and yeah. Jesse probably always will be. But um, I think that kind of adds to the spectacle of the album itself. 
Um, like yeah, almost in that way, like if you're Halo, going to do it, go all out. Yes, like really shoot and, for the stars, yeah. don't half-ass it. Like it's either, yeah, do it or don't. Go hard or go home. And I think they really do that, you know. I would like to point out, um, like, yes, singles, you know, did, you know, eventually get pretty tiresome towards, you know, the end of the countdown for the album. You know, they were kind of, I think they were just releasing singles to keep people interested. I don't think yep. they needed to do that. Um, well, I think they needed to just keep more of the songs under wraps because, I mean, even though I heard all five tracks probably like three, four times over before the album had come out and they didn't feel like they were skippable even after the fourth, fifth, sixth play, full play of the album. Mm-hmm. They slotted in so well and not only that, I think I kind of, I noticed in a couple of songs, there were just hidden ambient moments that I didn't really capture when I was listening to the singles. I don't know whether that was just like repeated exposure over a certain period of time, but um, I know in Divisionary, I think it is, towards the end where the outro vocal sections coming in after the bridge, there's like a ha- an ambient horn sounding section that kind of goes along with Jesse's vocals and it sounds so fucking good. And every now that I've kicked it out, it's the first thing I hear every time. And it makes that whole song a thousand times better for me personally. Um, and that kind of goes across all the singles, just different little bits and pieces that I never really picked up on, even on repeated first listens when the singles would drop. Um, pacing of the album I would say is um, for a progressive metalcore (laughs) album um, I mean the first tagline says it all if you can kind of deal with that and the length that kind of comes with that style then um, it's not that much of a slog but if you're kind of hoping for like more metalcore than anything yeah you're gonna get it but it's not all just straight up metalcore at all really it is definitely um borrowing a lot from that stupid fucking gent subgenre mm-hmm. um like and progressive it just happens to be that they've got to be tied to the metalcore genre as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, yeah, at its roots, it still definitely is that gent metalcore, but it does expand beyond that and it doesn't just slot in with all those other bands bringing in that progressive element. And that's it, kind of, I guess, makes it stand out a little bit more. Like upon first listen, I was pretty surprised. I was coming into it thinking, oh yeah, here we go. Another Gent Core album. Um, <laughs> first listen, it was cool. Like I like I said to you, I, um, this is what The Death of Me by Polaris should have sounded like, I think. Um, I came back at to a few more times. I just found a little bit less replay value. 
like my favorite tracks were definitely um, Scorpion Hymn and Electric Twilight. Like I definitely happily listen to them over and over again. But as a whole, I kind of, I don't know, found myself coming in and out of it. It may just come back to the, I'm just not vibing with this gent sound um, as much. Like gent cool. I get what they're doing as well and like pushing the boundaries slightly more. And I also see what you mean by paving the way for what's used to come. Like I think bands can look at this and like build upon it as well, you know, add extra little flavors in here and there. So it's not just the same mind numbing, chugging over cool little drum fills here and there. Like Northland are pushing their boundaries with Alien and doing their kind of weird sort of stuff. But then you get like the the butt rock gent with like uh, Wage War and that. It's, this Fucking is a nice little take. If you want to keep it Australian. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's just the Wage War are the first ones to come to mind. No, it's terrible, isn't it? Mm. <clears throat> and then like, if we want to keep it into like the genty medical sound, like Ocean's 8 Alaska of You've got that technicality about them that separates them from the rest of the pack as well. And I think Era need to look at what they've done here and again, just turn it all up again. I think they yep. can kind of set themselves apart. And then if you want to keep that same gen sound, like Pathogen are just so brutal and have that little mathy sort of element and feel to it as well that kind of puts them apart and why we both enjoyed that record so much, even though it is more deathcore than it is metalcore. Going off this pathogen point, though, oh, slight tangent, very big tangent. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to the Dead Vectors EP? It fucked. Hard. Fuck, very hard. <laughs> no, that, it is very cool, that. Um, and it's all the same members of Pathogen, too, isn't yep. it? Mm-hmm. Completely like, same. And, like, it's the same tones. It's the yeah. same, same it's, style. Yeah, it's not overly it's different. Yeah. Two different genres that yeah. they're playing. It's the like same thing, just in metalcore. Core. One's in deathcore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Metalcore, deathcore. Yeah, <laughs> like fuck me dead. You know, um, everyone that I've showed that to, the Dead Vectors EP, they've they've fucked with it hard. Oh, dude, that that thing rips. Um, sorry, I just had to bring that up. Um, no, like I didn't have say... much else to say sorry. for it. Um, when you say this is what uh, death, the death of me should have sounded like, what do you mean? Like in the in- style of the metalcore, you know the dual vocal, like clean singing, screaming, okay, cool yep. little technical riffs. Like I think Polaris need to up the technicality, almost in like well, a periphery riffing style. Go more for that progressive mm, sound. Maybe this is their neon. Yeah. If we're talking about Polaris. Yeah. Because, you know, I kind of wrote error off after Neon. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that, that, that's them done. Did. You know, like, I don't think they're going to recover from that. Like, that was just fucking dreadful. I don't even think I've got it in my um, Apple library, music yeah. library. And maybe um, even the same the- with that last Invent Animate album. Like, they've almost yeah. gone that same path as well. Like, they had their drift. And then they had this one much like Polaris and now the next one, they're kind of going to found their roots again in this different, like the more, more modern metalcore sound and they uh, can do this. Invent animator have done a fucking North lane, mate. They've replaced Adrian's gone yeah. after two albums and then <laughs> they get a new vocalist. You can kind of do some cleans from time to time. 
And then they're just going to go weird and fucking start breaking out the fucking DJ hero kit for no reason. <laughs> like, um, nah, I honestly just want Silent Planet. To come and fuck the game up, yeah. Oh, man. Well, soon as they drop... I think they've finished recording now. Oh, man, they need to drop. I've been patiently waiting. And, and this is going to be dark... Silent Planet release too, you know. Um, Garrett's been going through a lot of shit in and out of hospital and his mental um, rehabilitation. So I imagine he's got a lot to say. You probably would. Man, I can't wait. And I hope, I hope, I hope to fucking Christ we can get some international artists over to Mm. Australia some big fucking tours man i really yeah. hope it can happen oh man that would be so nice well i imagine like once this whole covid thing fucks off we see a lot of the bands around that same size kind of banding together to put on these ridiculous packages to you know really sell out kind of bigger venues both for the fans and themselves much like we saw with that Make Them Suffer, Ocean's 8 Alaska, Silent Planet tour, but just maybe upped a little bit more. Oh, they'd have to up it. I mean, imagine yeah. that at River Stage. Mm. I mean, throw another two bands on. Like we are. I mean, I, don't, I can't really think of a bigger venue that, that, uh, uh, that our genre could kind of like yeah. fill out. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I don't want to do fucking Fortitude musical. I, I was going to say that would be the next thing. Everyone. But I'd beat the fuck out of everyone if it was that fucking Fortitude musical. There's no <laughs> way. Nah. Go and put, have your fucking artsy fartsy fucking <laughs> bands play there. You know, like fucking Deftones and shit. I don't want to see fucking, you know, Ocean's 8 Alaska or even for that matter, fucking Arrow Fortitude musical. Fuck. I'd get some kind of gotta stop me. If they were playing a fucking Fortitude musical and I bought a ticket, like Christ, um, no, but maybe it's not a bad venue. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still yet to go there and watch a show. So you see, because the, whatever plays there, it's like it's not for us. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was like Architects the only- last time, and that was it. Deftones was supposed to play there, but because they oh, couldn't really? because of COVID. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even know they had announced their Australian tour. They, okay. yeah, it was a side choice to go with Download. Ah, righto. And they were going to play um, Fortitude Musical mm-hmm. with Baroness. Okay. Um, yeah, and then that fell through. Well, they originally pulled out a download. They were still yeah. going to do the side shows and then pulled out of the whole thing. Fucking COVID. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, other bands I'd rather see over Deftones anyway, but we can only hope and pray. So, um, yeah, I'd like to see Eric come over um, to a new album. a headline? Or would you rather the main main support for someone? Jeez, that's tough. Yeah, like off the top like, of your head, who, I'm just gonna throw this right at you. Who do they fucking like get to open for them? 
Mm. Right. And then on top of that, who do they open for? They're not, I don't think they're big enough to headline yet. No, but not it's just yet. But then again, who in, do you put above them? That kind of still fits in the same but sound. Like in saying that, like they've been around or like just as long as half the bands mm-hmm. that have been headlining for the last couple of years. So, I mean, if they're not headlining their own shows by now, then when are they going to do it? Yeah, I'm. I mean, more so in the fact for this kind of the bigger go all out for a large venue sort of thing. Would you have mm. them as the headliner? Probably not. Yeah. Um, I'd probably still have try and have someone bigger above them. Mm-hmm. And then, but make then that's them the problem. Support. Still give them a like, forty-five minute set. Because I don't want North Lane to close <laughs> my night out, but you know, I struggle to see how there's like any other options could have parkway but i don't want to have parkway unless i know they're gonna like do an old school set or they've got a new album worth of like worth of material and they kind of want to see and test the waters with that like it'd have to be pretty much new album parkway old school set list parkway or fuck off and if I can't get Parkway to headline, then I don't know. I suppose I'll just go fuck myself. Eric can just have the headline spot. Jeez, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, the obvious one is like an architects. They could definitely pull in a crowd, but I mean, neither of us would want them there. We wouldn't pick them. Door, but... Especially a headlining spot. Get fucked. Yeah. But oh. that was probably the most likely one that would happen. Yeah. Or Amity Affliction. They're almost at that stage. See, they could pull a crowd like that. Amity could pull a crowd like that. Amity would pull a crowd like that. Mm. I mean, they put on Heaven and Hell. Yeah, and that sold out fucking mm. quick as. And the lineup wasn't that stacked. I mean, your second opener was Under Oath after that abysmal album they put out. So, Which one? Uh, whatever their re- most recent one was. I think most recent. Kind of read them off after it. <laughs> I didn't know they had good music at all. Um, maybe the one from Race Me, was it? Yeah, 2019. I think that was it. I don't know. Some of the early stuff wasn't that bad. Yeah, maybe record. when we were like trying to find metal and stuff, you know. Yeah, for that early stuff, it's not bad, eh? Not bad, eh? Not too shabby there, laddie, eh? But no, yeah, I'm with Arrow, like... Your hands and feet to yourself there, you cunt, eh? What? Um, never mind. What like, I see Sorry. where they're going with Error. I'm still yeah. not 100% sold on the release. There are tracks I like. It was definitely a surprise, as you mentioned. I didn't really listen to much of the singles coming in, so it was it was nice to be surprised that it wasn't going to be like these other releases we've had. And there is a little bit of hope for the genre moving forwards, and everyone else can kind of look at this as well. But yeah, I don't know. I definitely yeah, didn't enjoy I, it as much as you did. I'm fucking loving it, man. Honestly. Mm. It's so good. It's been 
in consistent rotation since it's come out, um, which is really bad because I'm supposed to be listening to other albums <laughs> and stuff, but um, we'll get to that in a moment. Mm. I'm thoroughly impressed, over the moon, thrilled, um, and I think that's because I did write them off um, and because this ticks so many boxes for me. Um, shredding, tick, um, genting, tick, fucking gutturals, tick. <laughs> like, hello, dude. What? Where did that come from? Fucking Christ almighty. Um, on top of that, JT Cavey's um, clean sound fucking crisp. Um, a nice breakup from Jesse's whiny voice. Yeah. Um, I would say... But um, Jesse can also get some grunt about him when he wants to. I noticed he had a couple moments in the album where he'd get a little bit more aggressive in his vocal delivery, and I thought that was fucking nice. Um, In all honesty, I think what really pushes that album ahead is how well it's put together, mixed, produced, uh, ambient sounds, background noises, fucking armpit farts, you name it, yeah. whatever they've got in there, it sounds fucking top-notch incredible. Um, not only metalcore bands need to look at this, but I think a lot of bands need to look at this album and just fucking have a listen to how it sounds. And I think that is what um, we all kind of need to take from it before we start picking apart what we're actually listening to. Um, I did originally have this down as a five, okay. but, um, is that I, a first listen thing? No. Cause, um, I've gone and circled it like fucking four or five <laughs> times each time I've come yeah. back to this page and like, yeah, no, I still think it's a five. I still think it's a five. I still think it's a five. I'm wondering whether I go and add like the sixth or seventh ring to this uh to this fucking but i um i don't think i will no i think i'm gonna give it a four and a half you're using up your your half mark yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah, look, the reason I'm not going to give it a full five is because I think by the time I do get over it, I'm going to want to give it a half anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with it. I do, I do think a lot of some segments through some songs are a little longer than they need to be. Um, and saying that, though, like Lunar Halo, like what I mentioned earlier, is a fucking cracker of a song. Uh, Scorpion Hymn, Delta, I think that's one of the most aggressive songs on the yeah. fucking album and probably one of the more aggressive songs in their entire discography. Um, also, the first showcasing of JT's gutturals that would be featured <laughs> on the album, um, which still blow me away. Just that, even that one segment, uh, give that to me over and over again. Like, just Saboon feed it to me, Daddy. Fuck yeah, Daddy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, four and a half. Okay. Go and go and listen to it, please. Metalcore, hardcore, pop punk, R and B. Go and listen to it. <laughs> nice, 
Yeah, so it was good to hear what you thought of it. Yeah, I could go on for ages, but I'm just rambling at this point. And I'm sure the um the metalcore scene would be nice to hear you not shit on another one of their albums again. Oh, the metalcore scene gets fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of fucking wallet chain around the fucking belt buckle wearing motherfuckers. Like <laughs> what? Nah. Um. Look, I'm just happy to um hear that you know metalcore may actually be alive in some form and if it is i hope this is the form that it takes and i hope this is the form that people kind of resonate with not just people but i mean like the industry too Mm. um because i mean they obviously all gravitate towards one sound one sound that does very well and i think if there's a lot of people that gravitate towards error after this especially if a lot of bands are trying to figure out like what what they're trying to do and stuff like a lot of bands are trying to cover, like not cover, but copy in a sense, um, Architects yeah. and Bring Me the Horizon. But what they're trying to do is like bring heavier sounds to lighter music. And whether that's because they don't want to do it or not, I'm going to assume it's because they don't want to make heavy music anymore. That's the excuse they always fucking make. <laughs> um, then, you know, they'll go and do that and until fans complain enough and I don't know, they'll try and bring it back like they used to at some point and just make absolute fucking embarrassments out of themselves. Think of Arsene Alexandria, for example, Mm. Um, prime example, I would say. Um, And then I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen anything to do with like escape the fate or falling in reverse, but I would assume they'd be the same. Hmm. Fuck, I used to listen to the fuck out of those. <laughs> Never like admitting it, but like... No, I, I was going to say, uh, uh, buddy. Yeah, nah. no. Sometimes you just got to let these demons out of the out of the <laughs> cage. There's only so much beating that you can watch them do of themselves, you know. I don't even beat myself that much. <laughs> so we got two EPs to talk about. Both rages in their own right. I want to touch base first with Distan and their release of Dusk of Anguish. If you are unfamiliar with the band, they are six-piece crushing death down-tempo deathcore band, and they're from all over Europe. Um I mentioned on one of our earlier ones, they've kind of got less like theme going. It's about Tyranitophia is their realm of the doomed and it sounds and the sounds of world's damnation. So they've added to that. um, And it talks about, you know, the darkest depths of the kingdom and their overlord tyrant. So, yeah, I haven't gone through and actually picked apart all the lyrics yet to kind of piece this story together. And no one has really yet from what I've seen. So it was a bit hard to find, you know, a little telltale of it. But, you know, just in the back, it's a continuation of their last EP. Same sort of sound. Not much has really changed. It's still heavy as old balls. Oh, fuck. Isn't that 
Oh, holy shit. So Dawn of Corruption was the EP from last year, which what number did it rank in at your EP list? Was it number two or was it number one? I can't even think back that far. I don't even think I've got the note for it still. So <laughs> I'd have to um, check But it back. definitely was somewhere in your five. Oh, it was. I guarantee mm. that for sure. Yeah, no, they're, they're heavy. And I mean, yeah, they could have just mushed these two together, put them in a full release. They sound almost identical. Not to say that it's not good, though. They're both super quality releases. And it's, you know, it was cool chucking on for a couple of plays. That's all yeah, I kind of got out of it. I was about the same. Um, the the most interesting parts of that EP were the singles. Um, and even then, um, the most interesting part about those singles was like um, Lockie's feature for yeah. the first three listens. Before I kind of realized that, like they didn't, they they didn't need to change the style of the or song. Him, yeah, to, yeah, it's the same gripe the same. that I, yeah, like the same gripe that I had with Signs of the Swarm. Oh, changing up and, for Matt. Yeah, like they didn't need to do that. Like mm. you're such a good deathcore band. Let them fucking spread their wings. Like you don't need to fucking cut their fucking wings every time we try to let these motherfuckers fly. Don't do that to the boys. It's Especially in relation to that Signs of Swarm song. It just makes Honeycut stand out more and stand the show and make it his own song more oh, than nice. anything. So, you know, if you're going to get a feature, you know, get them to feature, not own the song. Yeah, but I think um, it's pretty hard to get a gauge on what that is anymore. Because, mm. you know, you kind of want the feature to stand out. Yeah, otherwise, Should what's I the point of having take it? up the spotlight? You don't want the feature to like have too little, pretty mm-hmm. much. So I think that's the unfortunate conundrum that a lot of these fucking things end up in. In like, honestly, the offerings on a bad sort of opening track, "Dusk of Anguish," I think was like the really the one song that I stuck yep. to the most. Um, probably the Eternal Lament, which was the first single. I'd probably say the next. And then probably get down to um, Rakva, the last song. That's probably the next one. And then I'd say just write the rest of the album off. But that's probably maybe because I was not overly paying a lot of attention to it. I was just waiting for like something interesting to come mm-hmm. through. And I never, never really got it. No, yeah. With this. Um, maybe if we got um, Dawn and Dusk at the same time. It wouldn't have been like this. Um, yeah, it just yeah feels like a little continuation of it. Well, I mean, not as its own it release. Like it literally in name, they're yeah. a part of the same thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think we could have done without it, but I mean, it is what it is. It's here. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say that's not like shitting on it. And I don't really want to shit on it. Um, know, it's not my... bad. It's just, it would have been nice to have something a little bit different from the last release. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. I was uh, disappointing. Disappointed is hard 
to use as a word to describe how I would feel towards it because I'm not disappointed. I'm just like, okay, well, that was just boring. Um, like they've got other music that they've released that's better. So I might just stick with that. Um, if I'm going to give it a score, it's probably like a two just, you know, because fucking boring. You know, I've got it at a three. It's it's the same. It's not good. It's not bad. So you can sit in the middle there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And pretty much what I'm going to say um, with our next one as well. Yeah, I'm a little bit more positive about Bound in Fear. Um, not by a whole lot. I mean, I think we're going to share the same sorts of like opinions, but I um, I love how fucking grim it is. Yeah. Just how dark and brooding that whole EP yeah, It doesn't is. miss a beat. It is filthy. Oh, right on the nose with what it wants to achieve mm-hmm. in terms of like atmosphere and building a fucking tension but yeah no they do that really well especially in um cardinal sin i just don't think it goes anywhere and i don't know whether that's because it's an ep or whether it wasn't really supposed to go anywhere and it was maybe just supposed to be a bit of a tease for something that was maybe intentionally well cut down i don't know like, yeah, it was a little bit boring and lame at the same time, but it's like, was this really it? Do you kind of feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we got Hand of Violence in 2019, so it was, I don't know, maybe just to get them going again, maybe build for the next release, kind of, like, show where they're at. Because it's not much different from the Hand of Violence, really. Maybe no, a bit, really. bit darker. Um, I think Cardinal Sin though might be my favorite track of theirs. I love that track. Yeah, that track does fucking rip. Uh, for the life of me, uh, there's a section pretty much at the start of the song. I think it's track three, um, where Ben comes in just scraping yeah. vocals just mm-hmm. through. Yeah, it would be track China. three. My mind, my prison. The fucking China in the back with the fucking mm-hmm. the bass double bass pedals going in the middle. Oh, yeah, I thought that was rad. That song fucking rips so hard. Oh, I'm gonna do so. Why are you so fat? Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I I expected it to be bigger. What we got was a little bit underwhelming, and I'm wondering where the rest of it is. Um. Boring? No, not really. Just more of the same. Yeah. If, I'll like, maybe go back just and listen like to distant, Hand of Violence. If they just added something else a little bit different in there just to shake things up, I think the reception would be a bit different. You know, oh, for sure. Than just regurgitating the same thing, you know, start evolving. Don't give us <laughs> the same thing over and over and over. Fuck, fuck. Like the, the poor friend that asked me to, she, she's like, oh, um, what's that EP you and Bailey are going to talk about on the podcast? I'm like, oh, you don't, you don't want to listen to that. That's, <laughs> that's too hectic for you. 
<laughs> and mind you, she's like Diamond Construct, but she's just started listening to like a Mua. She's trying to dig through Meshuggah, um, Alpha Wolf. Diamond Construct and Alpha Wolf are kind of like her two at the moment. Yeah. And like, <laughs> she's a couple of on, steps past that. Oh, a fair few. <laughs> <laughs> Leaps and, and bounds. She, and she's, in, she's insisted, like, I, I want to listen to it. Like, I want to see what you guys are going to talk about. And I'm like, okay. Um, and she listened to it, but she's like, man, like those pig squeals, like, is that what you guys call them? Pig squeals? I'm like, trying to think about whether there were actually any pig squeals or not. Don't think there is. No. Um, and if there is, it's like once or twice. Yeah, just like but a yeah, quick one. No. It's like, oh, I didn't like it. There's too many pig squeals and people <laughs> fuck off. The gutturals were the best part, if that's what you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, even my brother, who normally listens to pretty rad shit, wasn't really, like, impressed with it. So, I mean, I think that pretty much just says it all. <laughs> yeah, it is unrelenting, to say the least, as is all their music. Oh, for sure. But... It's this sort of like down tempo death chorus. I feel like it's got big. It can definitely get a lot bigger, you know, like Acacia Strain, Black Tongue kind of paving the way for it. We're seeing more of these bands pop up and deliver us some nasty stuff. So it's nice to have this refreshing kind of taste on the death core sound as well, which was starting to become a bit stale. Yeah. So I hope they kind of build on this as well and it blooms into a lovely little flower of hate. Quick little tangent, speaking of bloom, did you end up getting a ticket? No, no it's sold out. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, I don't give a fuck, eh? <laughs> <sighs> uh, I I, my, I'll see I him just, again eventually. It's not that bad. I'll just have my own concert in my room. Uh-huh. It'll be, this, be the same size as fucking Soul Bar anyway. Yeah. Spill a couple of beers on the floor. Oh, yeah, except it's carpet, so <laughs> got to make sure I've got like a towel to spill it on specifically or something. I don't know. Um, do you want to give it a score? Three again. Yeah, I'll, I'll give this one a three, too. I think I much en- more enjoyed this over Distant, but I think it's because I just got a bit more of a bias for Bound in Fear. Yeah. Um. Yeah, go and check it out. It, it, it Found in Fear's EP is called Eternal, by the way. I don't think yeah. either of us said that at the start no. of our spiel. <laughs> um, bound, of, bound in Fear, Eternal, not Bound of Anything. Um, yeah. yeah. Go people and let us know what you think. Yes. And like everything that we uh, talk about, go and check it out. You'll mm-hmm. find links for their merch pages preferably um, in our episode notes that you'll find at the bottom of the podcast page. Um, Do check them out, go and support them. Um, Mm. Go and check them out wherever you listen to music to, because obviously you don't have to buy merch, Um, but the merch I would assume more directly supports the band more than uh, CDs and streaming listens. Mm. So uh, go and do that. Uh, Band merch is awesome. Everyone loves yeah. Ben Merch. And Ben Merch is sick. It makes you friends. Um, 
I wear band merch all the, at the gym mm-hmm. all the time. And I have heaps of new friends now. It's fucking dope. When I was at the Gold Coast, the first friend I made there, well, I was at the gym wearing Chelsea Grin shirt. He comes up, he's like, bro, I'm listening to that same fucking album hmm. right now. What a coincidence. I also went to the Gold Coast, showed you. I'm like, what? No, I'm going to Brisbane. You're going to good things. You want to come? He's like, yeah, dude. Like, fuck. <laughs> band merch. Buy it. Yeah. Support, support, support band. Yeah. Support the homies. Make friends. Support the homies. Um, yes. Make lots of friends by wearing sick merch for sick bands. And, and show everyone how, how tough you are at <laughs> the same time. Yeah. <laughs> by wearing your heaps hectic fucking skull on crossbones fucking event sevenfold merch. <laughs> Jesus. Sick as bruh. Did you see me new monster sticker on me fucking oh, truck, no. bruh? <laughs> now it's time. The big boy. The big girl. The big multi-gendered beast. We have we can call it a thing, can't we? Yeah. They pupil slicer with their debut release mirrors. So they are a three-piece mathcore. I'm gonna say slash grind band from London. London baby. London. Mate, this is pulverizing. Oh, it's, uh, it's a, a masterclass from isn't it? front to back. I, it like It's like a mace and a katana at the same time. It'll slice you up. Before you even notice your torso has been cut in half, it smacks you straight in the face with the mace. It's <laughs> so dissonant and unsettling, but so creative at the same time. Like It goes from A to B, and they switch between like the grind and the math and like even other sounds in there as well. And it flows between them so well. Like there's no, like you don't get to a part in the song where it just chops and it goes into the next section. Like, Oh, and the whole album flows really well as well. Yeah. The whole album kind of, um, blurred into one for me. Yeah. Um, as a full listen and mm-hmm. it made it hard to kind of like pinpoint stand out tracks. Mm-hmm. So, I found um, I would always pull out my phone on a couple specific songs. One of them was um, the first single that they dropped. Yes. Sorry, the second one. Um, Wounds Upon My Skin. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that one's another standout for me. I'm not even the right fucking thing. Mm-hmm. I think that was the track I sent you. The first time, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Wounds Upon yeah, My Skin one. is massive. And um, Mirrors Are More Fun Than Television. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Fantastic um, track. Such a fucking glorious slow burn <laughs> of a fucking song. I I love every second of that. And it was generally that song where I would check my phone and be like, oh, how long have I got left of this thing? And it'd be like two songs left. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, because well, it's 12 awkward. songs in 38 minutes. Yeah, it really doesn't feel like that at all. No, it feels like it comes and goes within seconds. Um, me, I felt Husk was a huge standout. And the same with Lapel David. Um, I've got a bit written about that one. So when we start going through the track list, I'll bring it up. But 
Man, yeah, you've oh got man. You've definitely got way more written than me. Man. <laughs> like the lyrical um, content for this one is all like ranging from depression to abuse and social anxiety. And it's just delivered on top of this chaotic fury. Like I think the grind really adds to it as well and fits so perfectly with their super just ridiculous math goal. It's like evolving every track and within the tracks themselves as well. The screams tormenting, I think, is the best way to describe it. The guitars are spazzy and the drums are bone breaking. Like you got to remember, this is a three piece band when you listen to it as well. It is ridiculous. Yeah, dude. And the um, the vocalist is on guitar duties too, mm-hmm. isn't she? Yeah. Like that's a lot to Kate handle, man. fucking delivers. Oh, yeah. Like this essentially is the audio version of what you having your pupil slice would feel like, I imagine. <laughs> Absolute tyrant. Just through your ears. Oh, man. Really living up to the name. Yeah. Like, you can't be called Pupil Slicer and not deliver. But they do. They do it so well. It's such... It is quite innovating in a way as well. Like, obviously, the other two big ones in the math core sound, obviously, being Frontier and Carbomb. And this kind of sets them a little bit apart from that as well in their style. Like, this is so good. Yeah, I I would say that too. Um, I might I'd have to go back and listen to it again. Probably digest it a bit more than what I have been. Uh, poor error. Um, <laughs> but I it's it's still a fucking solid release, and I recommended it to a couple of um, people. Um, the the best response I got was it's it's just budget Dillinger escape plan, but it's actually Spirit Box. <laughs> what? So, um, see, I get the Dillinger yeah. thing. Yeah, but like Spirit Box, because Spirit Box is also a three piece band fronted by a female that doesn't fucking like apparently everything. I mean, except <sighs> one actually does, and the other one's just yeah. a fucking simp magnet, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's that's got to be I like the the, yes. the best thing I've I've heard about that is you know it's not an easy listen, especially for a, a casual in the metal sound. Yeah, no, but um, the most praise that I can give, and what I've also heard is for the vocalist, um, mm-hmm. her pained wails, especially in the opening yeah, track, man. "Martyrs." Oh Holy my god. Fuck. Like, I was kind of, like, looking around to make sure, like, everything was, like, kind of, like, normal around me before the <laughs> next thing kind of popped up. Because she's, like, kind of wailing and then just starts beating your fucking head in again. Mm-hmm. And then she goes back to wailing and then it's the next track. And I'm like, holy yeah, shit. The screams are just tormented. Oh, dude. It's so fucking harrowing. Yeah, just pain, soul-wrenching. Oh, God. It's yeah, like such a said, hard listen to, like, start on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I nearly shit the bed on first listen because I just, <laughs> uh, like, was having to get up to walk the dog before work. And I, like, put in, like, oh, yeah, cool, this release. Just kind of laying there for a second. And it's it's nothing for a little bit. And then balls to the wall, guns blazing in martyrs. And I literally nearly fucking shit the bed. I'm like, all right, I'm up now. Go straight out of bed. <laughs> and then it goes straight into That's stabbing spiders as well, which is 
definitely one of the more grindy tracks, only clocking in at 47 seconds, and it's unforgiving the entire time. Oh, yeah, but it's a fucking... It's such a good 47 seconds. The the name obviously refers to, like, the uh, stimulant psychosis of stabbing the spiders, you know, crawling on your skin, and that's honestly what the track is like. It is ridiculous. It does feel like that. Then you go into L'Appel de Vid. So it's French for the call of the void. Um, describes the, this impulse to hurl yourself into a void, commonly used with uh, depression, the idea of letting yourself fall into that and just letting it consume you. Oh, man, the line in it as well, just at the start, just please tell me to stop over and over and over and over. The, some of the lyrics and just the delivery of them as well is top tier. Like, oh, I just have pages and pages of praise for Kate and just the amazing work she's done on this and the whole band in general as well. I know their bass player does a few lyrics here and there as well and it adds that awesome like dual sort of vocal because one's so kind of high and as you said, wailing and the other one's that nice mid-low that kind of just sets the two apart nicely. Yeah, kind of like how um, Knocked Loose is set up in a yeah, way. Yeah, exactly like that. And just opens in like a squ- into the, it just happens, opens like a scratchy nightmare. And then the line in it again, it might be better to stop this, kill me. Just that over and over and over again as well, man. You, like you put, because I think the lyrics are available for each track as well. So if you sit there and go through it, man, oh, it is something else. Yeah, tough read, I bet. Some of the times mm. I was actually trying to like zone in on the lyrics and I kind of like had to zone out because it was <laughs> like fucking putting, putting me in a bad spot. I was like, fuck off. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. man, oh. It's it's tough. It's something else. Eh? It really it's is. Fucking. Then Husk is such a gargantuan track, you know, the line, time won't save you. I will never fucking die. Um, less chaotic compared to some of the other ones. Um, there's a lot of pinchy boys in this one too, and it slows down in the mid. And then like that, just a super emphasis on the lyrics are choose one, pain, affliction, torment, and then just a fucking barrage that follows. The husk is a huge standout for me. And then you kind of like, it kind of mellows out at the end and then you come straight back into Vilified, the next track. And it's kind of got like a, a punk kind of pace about it as well, which is really cool. Just the snare drum copying an absolute beating and the spastic energy throughout the entire track and the kick drum as well. It's just like finishes with that. And then that flows so perfectly into the next song, which is worthless. And that almost has the same sort of sound as the husk as well. Mm. This is such a tasty record. <laughs> and then, like oh, you man. said, Wounds as well. The um that first single we came across um still holds up. You're like I listened to it a fair bit before the album dropped, and yeah, you can't skip it even when you come back around to it as well. It kind of starts off a bit more mellow and less chaotic as well. And then yeah, it gets so he's so hyped for the um the the rest of the song as well like this album is going to kick ass live 
I feel like it's almost built around for a live setting as well. For sure. Mm. And then, yeah, mirrors are more fun than TV. Incorporates like that slushy aspect as well. Did you pick that one up? A bit more groove no. in this track. Oh, go chuck it back on. It's also the longest track on the record, you know, allowing for a bit more move in style between passages. Um, they get super freaky on this track too, I reckon. Just fucking like a corn. And what's the track? It was he just just fucking loses his shit. Um, which one? <laughs> the the most iconic one with the fucking the bullet holes in the video clip. Does the boom da da? Uh, fucking what is it? Freak on a leash, isn't it? I think so. But yeah, it's kind of like that sort of just ridiculousness where they just get super freaky and just let everything kind of collapse around them. Oh, this album, go listen to it. It is full on. Um, so I recommend, you know, actually being able to sit down and listen to it, dissect it, pick out the things you like, um, read the lyrics because, you know, there's a big story throughout it. So many, you know, real things going on and go watch the video clips too. Um, just make sure, like, if you're going to listen to this album in your own house, like, barricade your fucking yeah. walls. Go put all like, the sharp you, objects away. And, like, just barricade your fucking walls. Because the moment you put that thing on and the first mm-hmm. strum yeah, and blast beat happens, comes in. Mr. Kool-Aid's blasting <laughs> your fucking door with, like, double barrels fucking mm-hmm. slamming everything down, going, hell yeah, brother. Fucking it's yeah. time to slice some pupils, mine. Fucking eagles come flying out of nowhere, <laughs> fucking scratching in everyone's eyes. Oh, bro. What a fucking, what a trip. I do need to go back and yeah, fucking just, dissect a little bit I think more. dissonance is the perfect word to describe it. Like just the wailing screams, the scatty guitars, the punishing drums. Oh, it's fantastic. It's all great, honestly. Yeah. Front to back. Like, as we said, it blows by. It doesn't feel like 37 minutes. Nothing feels out of place. Nothing feels like it could be taken out. It's gotten a five out of five for me. Big release. Yeah, fucking oath. I I would give it a five if I broke it down better, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to give it a four until I break it down. (laughs) Um, So maybe revisions next episode. Who knows? Who cares? Doesn't matter. Just bring it up, spit it out, let us know what your, your finals are can do and you can let us know mm-hmm. about your finals um not your exams or you know fucking whatever else i don't give a shit about that but for your final thoughts on albums that we've spoken about today or any other day yeah you know? what should we be listening to what's Better got music, your probably. ears <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm still fuck. waiting on a really like powerhouse record to come out of both the hip hop rap world and the pop world. You know, like I absolutely loved Joji last year and the Lil Uzi Vert record. We had clippings. I'm kind of waiting for something to take that place. You know, obviously you have the huge releases like Astro World and whatnot the couple of years before that. 
it's been a bit quiet so far. And you know what? We're like nearly at the end of March. Yeah, well, Travis Scott's supposed to have been in the studio for ages, mm, but he's got so off. many. He's got so many different fucking things going on. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what he's like actually doing. I don't even think he knows what he's doing. So uh, you can kind of write him off for a little while. Um, and I don't even know who else makes music that people care about in hip hop anymore. Like Kid Cudi surprised yeah. dropped Man on the Moon 3 last year and that was fantastic. If he mm-hmm. does something like that again this year, I would not care. Um, but like it's just who else is there? Like, who's still in the game worth talking about yeah. anymore? Yeah, it's a bit like that. Well, it's like that for me anyway. Mm. I don't really know about anyone else. I can only speak for myself. But, like, even, like, talking to Cooper and that, he hasn't really said anything about newer releases. I mean, we did have that slow tie record. That was cool. I, mean, I- I reckon it was pretty good. He's yeah. supposed to be doing like a deluxe edition style, like second okay. part. So whether he actually does it or not, we'll find out. Um, scumbag move, but whatever. Make more money if you have to. Get fucked. Uh, fucking ugly English fuck. Anyway, um, there yeah, that was a banger of an of an LP, um, and actually also sits in my top ten. Okay. Um, for the time being. Yeah. Just a don't know whether, don't know start whether organizing some sort of a list. Yeah, because it was looking pretty dismal. <laughs> it was looking pretty fucking dismal. Um, but yeah. I can't I just want the end of the year to hurry up. I think mm. I'm gonna say this like every week. <laughs> just to have everything laid out in front of you and just to soak it all up. Yeah. Give me like a couple of like just to go ahead and in time and bring it all back <laughs> <laughs> and just spend the whole year just listening and digesting. Yeah. That would be oh mwah. would love that. That'd be great. But can't be like that, can it? Eh? As much as we would like it to be, we just can't. Sounds like can't. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like couldn't. Uh, fuck. Um, I don't know. I think that's it for me, but yeah. <laughs> uh, my brain's melted enough. Mm. It's going um, to melt even fucking more next week when Sangui Sugarbok <laughs> dropped their album. For fuck's sake, God. Is that like this Friday? Because what is Tuesday? I think so. Yeah, it will Tuesday, be. Tuesday the 23rd. Yeah, it'll be 26th of Friday. Shit. Just, I haven't listened to anything. I'm just going to listen to it when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just the name makes me want to have an aneurysm on purpose. <laughs> it's full on, man. It is, <laughs> it is dirty, slammy, cave metal fucking deathy boys. Okay. <laughs> It's so oh, dumb. Like it is proper knuckle dragging. Caveman fucking beat drum type shit. Yeah. I can't wait. So get so ready. Be... Put it's an extra pair of undies sweet. on that day. Oh mate. I don't even use undies anymore at this point. <laughs> too expensive. Go through them nah. too quick. 
and Celestial Sanctuary too. That's gonna be a really cool release from the fucking Omies. Fuck, big week, always a big week. Yeah, the big weeks never end, mate. Fucking never. They don't stop coming and they don't stop coming. Mm. Don't do it. But yes, we'd like to hear what you think. Stumble on down to the old Instas. Give us a follow. Throw us a couple of messages. What you thought of these albums, um, in particular oh. the Era one and People Slicer. What do you think we're at with the metalcore sound? Are you liking it? Are you not liking it? Wander on over to Apple. Give us a five star. We'll give you a big kiss on the lips if you do. And yeah, just more importantly, come down to the old Instagram. Come vibe out the HB podcast or the Heavy Boys podcast, whichever one you want to search, you'll find it. Get ready for yeah. fucking Sanguis Sugarbog, baby. Sanguis Sugarbog, what the fuck? Um, also, just a bit of a preference from from everyone involved with the Heavy Boys podcast. If you are going to message the 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 uh, the, the Fuck, I just had an I have had a stroke. Yeah, yeah it's, page, I've said it three times page. now. It's been <laughs> cursed. Yes, I have. Wow, fuck. Um, the Instagram page, we uh, I we would actually prefer it. I don't know why I thought it would be for my thing, but we would prefer it if you would actually speak to us in puns as much as you can. Um, no, we wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> puns, we especially love puns fruit ones. We don't like them. No, we do. We love all sorts of puns. And if you can bring them in with every message as much as you can, uh, that would be very grateful. Um, I will be very grateful is what I was supposed to say. Um, enough rambling. I've been Brody. That's been Bailey. Um, it has. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. And we will see you when we record the next fucking podcast, I suppose. Jesus. Stop pushing us around. Um, goodbye. Don't be a shit cunt. And um, go read a book. Go slice or, your motherfucking um, pupils. Or do that so you don't have to read books. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>